Welcome to Checks and Balances. I'm Michael Vincent. This is James Blair. And we're joined by Hayley Robinson. And this week, the superannuation gap. So Hayley, thank you for joining us this week. Our brand new, well, not so new anymore, financial advisor joining the Wealth team. Yep. Um, you still enjoying Auckland? Yeah, Auckland's going well so far. Can't complain. Moves been good. House that's, is good. Yeah. That's good. I got some feedback on the first episode you were on. You were like, she said you can't complain about Auckland. She's not that excited about Auckland. So, <laughs> so we're going to have to work on that. Yeah, yeah. have to work on that a little bit. So uh, this week's um, episode is around um, the superannuation gap between men and women, and specifically that women tend to have less than their superannuation. This came off an article that one of our viewers sent us, Jenny. Mm -hmm. So Jenny, thank you very much for yeah. sending this through. We want these questions, keep sending them through, keep sending us interesting topics, and we'll do some research and talk about it. Yeah, and this sort of thing is an especially important topic to talk about. Um, a lot of females don't feel confident in finance and making financial decisions, so it's something we want to sort of really try and uh, expand on and give people the confidence to make those financial decisions. Yep, yeah, definitely, yeah. So today's really all about going um, I guess talking through a few stats, going, well, you say this gap, what is the gap? Yeah. Um, talking about why we think that might be the case, and then um, what, can, what can you do, what can females do, what can we all do to make sure that we improve that gap? Yeah. So, Haley, I don't know if you heard, I mean, you're encroaching on my territory, I am Statman, and you're coming with your own stats in your second episode. Highly controversial. We'll let it fly though. You've done some research for us. You've got a couple of numbers. Yep. What have you got for us? So in the US, they've found that women have 32 cents in the dollar of wealth compared to men. Um, and then surprisingly in New Zealand, they've recently done a report, ASB did, and found that women have a KiwiSaver balance that's 12% lower than men. So there's definitely a gap out there, but you know, this is actually changing if you look at past history, it's on the mend. 32 cents in the dollar is a pretty crazy stat. Just, just so I say that out loud so we can understand how bonkers that yeah. sounds. If a male has on average $100,000 in their super, a, a female has $32,000. Yeah, that's yep. unreal. Yep. Um, so Ailey, what, what's, what's, what's going on with this? What, why do we think that this is the case? Well, there's a couple of main things. So there's definitely women's confidence when, uh, with investing. There's been an independent survey done of KiwiSaver um, peoples, and they found that women are actually less confident than men in their knowledge around uh, investing and what to invest in in KiwiSaver. So they'll stick to the more conservative lines, and they miss out on that growth. Yep. Then the other thing is, as us ladies, we like to sacrifice our time to help the family out. And we enjoy that more than, say, working sometimes. And that unfortunately means we're not saving as much during those years where it's really important and we're not getting that compounding interest. Mm -hmm. mm. So, yeah, those two are the main factors, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I could, uh, I mean, just, I guess a, a female's going to have, um, take time off work to start the family, at least to give birth. Yep. What I'm really enjoying now is there's much more of a discussion yeah. yep. going, uh, who is the uh, breadwinner or who is the right person to be taking time off. And I'm, I'm loving seeing more stay-at-home dads for a period of time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if I think about at the start of my career, which was you know only about 10 years ago, um, it was 
pretty uncommon for a, um, a male to be a stay-at-home dad. Maybe yeah. a little bit of, yeah. you know, a bit t- not taboo, but a bit of a stigma around it, Mike. Well, I guess the social pressure was sort of, um, or the social expectations around males returning to work and, and females staying at home. So as, as you shift out of that sort of, um, you know, stigma, social pressure, these sorts of things, the conversation can happen more easily. It's just about uh, sort of facilitating that conversation and making sure it's happening in the right way and you know what makes sense for you, your family, your lifestyle, all of those sorts of things. Mm. Yeah, and like I look at my brother, he enjoys taking time out and hanging with his boys. So he's quite happy to say, I'll stay at home this week. You can go to work, you know, yeah. mm. it is happening. And it's quite cool to see. And I'm pretty sure kids are loving it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And then off the back of that as well, if historically, uh, I guess women have spent more time away from the workforce to look after the family. They're going to be contributing less to the KiwiSaver because they're not going to have the income, mm-hmm. yep. and will continue having that income rolling through. So I can I can see that that gap. The um, I guess the confidence and knowledge thing, Haley. I'm really keen to to drill yep. into. But yep. but before we before we do that, um, what other reasons do we think there are for those those crazy stats? Well, we all hear about the gender pay gap, and there is one. Um, so an ASB report also found there's a 9% gender pay gap, but it was actually quite surprising. They found that women are 2% better off than men because men spend 8% more than women day to day and splurge a bit more money. That doesn't sound like you, no, Michael. No, at all. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's actually contributing to women having uh, saving account balances that are about $600 higher than men. Mm. So we're really good savers. I'll take that. Yeah. yeah, we're just not saving in the right place. Yeah, I mean, the tricky thing when you're talking about men and women is it's super hard to, I guess, talk about this without uh, generalizing. Yeah, and then obviously this isn't going to apply for anybody. Uh, you know, I've met lots and lots of um, super savvy female investors who have lots going on, and vice versa, men yep. who are quite conservative. Mm. Um, but a general thing I, I would say is I do find that my female clients are probably a little bit more, um, they're going to weigh up those risks and benefits in, in a lot of, a lot more detail mm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes men are more keen just to pull the trigger and hope, hope something sticks, which might come yep. down to that uh, conservative versus growth. Yeah, they want to know profile. why. That's the simple thing. Why am I doing this? What am I going to get for it? Mm. And whereas men will go, cool, that sounds good, I'll jump in, and they're quite bullish. And women are just a little bit bearish and want to know why. Yep, yep. Hmm. And what about when it comes to, I guess, who controls the finances in the household, Haley? I think that's, once again, of course, across my career, usually I find there's like a CFO in the household. Yeah, there's yes. always one. Yeah. Yes. Are, you, are you the CFO in your household, Mike? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, he's, he's not. <laughs> Chris, Christina has, so like has accounts for everything. Yeah. He's like, can we afford this? And she's like, yep, I got money set aside. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely, definitely the CFO. Um, but who, there's, you, there's, I mean, it's just the way relationships work, opposites attract. But yep. um, historically, I would see a lot of um, uh, males come to me and, start the relationship mm. and probably seeing a bit of a better blend of that going forward who's running the finances who's taking control do you think yeah. that's fair Haley? yeah yeah like i'm i deal with quite a few women about my age and they're all starting to take control of the finances because they want to know where their income's actually going and what they're doing with it but it's quite interesting they're making it more a discussion with the partner so both parties are more involved mm. 
Whereas, you know, traditionally it might have been the male that taken the role back, you know, some years ago. And it's evolving and changing and the horizon's looking a lot different. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, we've spoken about why we think it is the case that there is that gap. The, the big thing for me, Haley, is I'm, I'm very action orientated. Yep. I don't like to talk about things. I mean, we do tend to talk a lot on the show. <laughs> right? But um, uh, I, I like to go, well, what can we do to, to fix this? And, and maybe not, I mean, if lots of individuals take control, it'll make a difference on a yep. large scale. But for those that are on um, uh, listening to this and going, I don't want to be that statistic, I want to take control of my financial future, what are, what are some of the um, tips? What, what can we do? So us Kiwis were pretty shocking at not having conversations about our money and what we found bad. We talk about what we found good a lot. Um, but you have those conversations with your friends and family, start getting confident and comfortable with talking about your money. And you may get some good advice, you're probably gonna get some bad advice. Um, you know, there's financial advisors like us out there who will quite happily sit down and chat with someone first time with no obligations, just get a feel of things, give some generalised advice and, you know, you don't have to take what we say we're gonna, we recommend, but we're just one opinion that is quite a solid recommendation. Yeah, I think that's a really important point there is a lot of people are going to have opinions about what you should do with your money and your finances. <clears throat> and if you're not comfortable having those conversations uh, with your friends and family, a really good place to start is a professional. You're going to get impartial advice. It's going to usually be backed or should generally be backed up with data and statistics and analysis and that sort of thing. And you're less likely to get advice that is going to steer you in wrong, which means you don't then feel less confident and don't want to make these decisions again going forwards. Yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, I spoke before when you said you're probably going to get some bad advice. And to your point, Mike, the amount of times I've got a phone call and been like, hey, uh, my brother's told me to do oh. this, and I go, that is a horrible idea, your brother's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, is, uh, you, you've got to be careful with, with who, who yeah. you go to. Talking mm -hmm. about um, going to professionals, Haley, I think the other thing we need to talk about in terms of financial advisors yep. is, um, you know, there's not a lot of female advisors in the industry. No. Um, uh, that must have an impact around financial literacy and going to somebody that you're comfortable with to talk. People yeah. like to deal with people they um, are similar to, right, in yeah. any, any yeah. aspect of life. Well, we all know this. Most investment advisors in the market are, you know, 50-plus males. Mm. And we're starting to see this big influx of young women into the market. When I first started being an advisor, I was sometimes the only female advisor in a conference room. Now, there might be 10-plus. So in a few years, it's changed. And we're becoming more available. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's important that uh, if you, uh, like, whether it's someone like Haley or you look up somebody in your local area um, or you know somebody already, there'll be more options available that are right for you and suit your personality yeah. and advices around building a relationship over a long period of time. Mm. Yeah. So if, if one is about going and talking to professionals, Haley, what, what, other, what other actions can we take? Um, so a lot of people like to do their own research. Um, one place I would send people to learn about with investing so they can get it comfortable and it's easy to learn is index funds. They're really easy to understand and get the idea of how they work. And if you can get comfortable with understanding what they invest in and what they do 
and then the risk that is involved investing in those, you know, that's a good way forward to move our extra $600 of savings in our bank accounts into some other form that will earn us more money and close that gap. It's mm. a really good point. Uh, I think <coughs> I think the stat was something like uh, before COVID, there was 9% of Kiwis who had shares and now it's something like between a third and 40%. Yep. Um, the problem with platforms like Sharesies mm. is you end up investing all your money into A2 milk, it drops 50, 60% of its value, and you swear off investing forever. Yeah. Starting yeah. with an index fund is a perfect, because you'll still get that volatility, there'll still be those ups and downs, but it's you know 100 different companies, 500 different companies. Yeah. And yep. A great way to learn about yep. money as well, right? Mm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, another thing I'd say is everyone should always be putting the minimum into KiwiSaver to get that government contribution. A lot of people don't realise the government gives you $521 a year if you put 1042 in. Um, you're technically getting a 50% return on your money each year and then allowed to earn compounding interest on that. Yeah. So make sure you're always putting the minimum in, even if you're self-employed. Yeah. The way yeah. I explain it to my clients is you might as well take $500 and throw it in the bin if you don't, yeah. yes. you don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that's, that's a really good point and a point that I talk to a lot about um, of uh, whether it's stay-at-home mums or stay-at-home dads because, you know, they're looking after you know, some little guy or some little girl. It's pretty busy. There's a lot going on. They're probably not thinking yeah. about their Kiwis. Yeah. Balance, right? No. Yeah. And the easiest thing to do is just set up an automatic payment. It's done. It's 20 bucks a week. Easy. Yep. Easy. Great. Um, any other any other points, Haley, or anything you'd like to um, kind of wrap up with in terms of? What I we just be say about? there historically has been a superannuation gap, and I think going forward, as women start finding their feet some more within the world, we're going to see that close. And who knows, we might take over you boys. Yeah. Hey, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea, no, I think. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody would be, you'd be complaining, Mike? Not at all. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think uh, that's, that's absolutely right, is making sure you're making the most of your KiwiSaver, thinking about if an index fund is right for you. Education is a yeah. key one. Mm -hmm. So yeah. whether it's something like checks and balances every Thursday, um, something like money bites. Yeah. I've run out of plugs, Mike. Um, uh, or or any other podcasts, some kind of financial literacy 101 yeah. books, is especially when it comes to finances, and we probably talk about this a lot, information is power. Mm. And you know, money doesn't make you happy, but it can give you security and can give you options in your future. So really important you take control. Yeah. Yep. Great. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up there. Haley, thank you very much for joining us again. Look forward to having you again on the podcast soon. Thank you. Um, before we wrap it up, uh, just make sure that you give us a like if you've watched this, um, subscribe or review, depending on what platform you're looking at. It really does help us kind of uh, expand our audience and help us help more Kiwis, which yeah. is really what this is all about. Also, make sure you check out on YouTube our new series, Money Bites. It's our one minute, one or two minute episodes talking about money jargon. We try and, we're talking money jargon a lot day to day, don't we, Mike? Yeah, we do. And you'll hear it out in the market a lot. And you know, it's an important point that what we've touched on tonight is about educating yourself. If you're listening to podcasts, reading books, you're hearing these jargon, you don't know who to ask, check out Money Bites. So the first four episodes of Money Bites are um, what is LVR, what is a floating loan, compounding interest, and what's a share. Yeah. So like, they're just, if you go, 
I just want somebody to explain to me what this means and I don't want to be feel silly for not knowing. That's exactly why we've said that. Yeah. So check that out. Thank you for watching and we'll see you again next week. Cheers.